This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, John. How about you? Oh, not too bad. You know, just get, just, just, you know, we're as we're cresting into September here, you know, and uh, we're finally done with the dog days of August. And, uh, <laughs> I know. wish, man. It's fucking hot out here. Yeah, for real. It seems like you know Hades has visited, you know, um, but uh, for sure, yes, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, it's like it's yeah, it's terrible weather out here and i don't know a good segue for that but you know it's like hey it's like for terrible weather we've got that breeds terrible, terrible behavior and that's what i'm working in talking about for tonight and that's that's basically um rick remender's um, run on uncanny x-force now x-force um has been has had a history in in uh, marvel it's basically being like you know kind of the the edgier the more more uh, mil- Military or um, activist-oriented um, version of, of the X-Men, and it, it got it started as a re, as a relaunch of New Mutants under the auspices of Rob Liefeld back in the late late eighties, late eighties, early nineties, and was one of the um, it was one of the biggest selling comic books um, at it's like at the time, and it ran and its original incarnation ran for about a hundred issues, then Peter Milligan and Mike Allred took over and brought it and wrenched it in a really strange but. Um, but um, thoroughly entertaining, um, like um, take on on satire on modern celebrity and and the culture it provokes. Then um, Marvel brought it back a couple years back under the auspices of um, Chris Yost and Craig Kyle, um, as basically like the um, Black Ops Squad for um, for X Men. Basically, these were this is like a Wolverine led team that would take on jobs that were that were far too that like that you know like the other team could, couldn't know, that the rest of people couldn't know about. This is like and this is um, originally done under Cyclops' supervision. And eventually, it's like when X Force's um, um, existence came out, it's like that was the um, that was it during the crux of the uh, Messiah comp. No, um, oh, Second Coming crossover. Um, it basically like um, did it just like lots lots of angst, lots of lots of drama, but you know, and at, at the same time, like with when the uh, see when when <laughs> sorry when the uh, X. When um, New Mutants started started being born, they, they figured, okay, you know, we don't need X Force anymore. We're just going to go and I and take care of things as as they've always been. But then, like at the, the teaser we got at the end of the crossover was that Wolverine was going went went and said, okay, now no one can know about us. Not Cyclops, not no one. And that's where um, Remender's team team picks up. And um, you probably and I've written um, reviews of Perch every. Just about every volume of the series so far, because you know, while Remender like hadn't really wowed me with his creator-owned work, like uh, oh god, you know, like Fear Agent, but um, but X Uncanny X Force has actually been remarkably good. I mean, considering that the um, previous incarnation was was um, derided for being too grim, too dark, um, this one actually works incredibly well. It got a lot of acclaim in its early issues for being a for being a well done um, team book, the kind of st- the kind of um, team oriented action we didn't see we hadn't seen since the nineties. And but then it um, then it um, whipped out one of the best um, Marvel events in recent memory, in the Dark Angel saga. saga. Now, to, just to set some groundwork for the series, this, this is the team that consists of Wolverine, of course, um, Psylocke. Her boyfriend Angel, who also has the um, Archangel persona instilled in, in him from back in the day from Apocalypse, um, Deadpool because you know everyone's got to have Deadpool in, in here somewhere, and Phantom X, a um, mutant created by 
created by Grant Morrison, basically um, basically one of the um, a member of the Weapon Plus, a former um, product of the Weapon Plus program, meant to be the um, the, um, the smiling public face of um, mutant, mutant killing. To, of, of mutant hunting um, authority, but he but he has to escape his escape his destiny. Is now basically being a, a fake French um, thief thief for hire, as was his, as was the inspiration that Morrison drew for from for, from his creation. Now you've got basically these like these characters, um, mercenaries, killers, people who are willing characters who are willing to do what they have to do in order to um, make sure that other people don't have to deal with these. With these threats to um, make the hard decisions that they have to do, essentially you've got a, got a team that is basically killing killing all the bad guys, so that um people so their other so their friends their comrades don't have to make the same hard decisions um down the line. Now it's an in, it's an and that's and that's a um, situation that's um, brought up in its very first volume, the Apocalypse Solution, when they um find out that Apocalypse. You know, one of the X Men's big, big big bads has been resurrected, but the catch is this time that he's um he's being raised as a kid, and he's just he's just like a twelve year old um, being um, indoctrinated by um, Apocalypse's horsemen and support and support staff. So so you know what so what happens when when the team um beats beats down the horsemen and um. Meets on the horseman and comes face to face with the kid. What do you do? Do you take this kid who's that evil, basically baked into his bones since the very beginning, who's been indoctrinated to think that that um that mutant that 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 mutant kind um deserves to win above all else? It's like that's it's like what what do you do with that? Well, if you're the X Men, then you know, you're going to have like a nice hand wringing debate and then eventually bring him back and um try to um say try to um show him the right way to live things. Not this time. What separates X Force in that very first very first storyline is that is that he gets shot in the head, and um, everyone else is left is left to, put, to um, figure out well, what was that the um, best best solution. Now that I'm I'm basically I'm, I'm throwing that out there right now because that's kind of like unconventional approach that the series takes with, with this character. What's made it um, really compelling for like throughout most of its run because you're never quite sure what. Um, like what direction Remender is going to take things as as see as they go on. It's like they had another satisfying story in Deathlock Nation where they had see where they found that the entire future where where some some person called the Father had basically turned all the future superheroes into Deathlocks, and they were um basically and they basically made um made a utopia and they just come back in time in order to um ensure that things happened. Things don't turn out, turn out so well. So well for them afterwards, but it leads to one of my all-time favorite Deadpool moments, my Deadpool moments. But um, I don't have really a lot of favorite char- moments with the character. But but this one was great in the sense that he's while well, he's um, effectively um, pacified by the father as he tries to um, like turn his Deathlocks on the rest of the team. Um, he's um, basically like cooing all these um, like you know um, family friendly like probably things to. Uh, to um to Deadpool and when he says, "Oh, I'm going to tuck you in and give you a kiss on your forehead," and then De- Deadpool goes, "Wait, yeah, it's that's cool. Wait a second, that's creepy." And so it's you know, father, it's like father crossing the line from Deadpool saying, "Hey, you know, he uh, he crossed the line from loving father to creepy uncle," and that allowed him to break out of his mind control. It's great, it's great, funny, clever um, moments like that that I that I look for in my superhero comics, and there's. This series is full, is full of them. The Dark Angel Saga also manages a 
near-perfect escalation of tension and terror throughout the um, like throughout its run. I mean, it doesn't. It's like yeah, you know that um, Arc, the Archangel isn't going to um, just, um, destroy the world, but at the same time, there's like see the uh, ten, the tension and scale that Remender imparts on these. It's like in in the story, at least manages to spend disbelief long enough to make make to make this threat um see seem credible, and it's easily one of the best um ex, let's see one one of the best X events in recent memory is one probably one of the best executed Marvel major Marvel storylines of the past several years. Well, okay, it's probably a bit, hy- bit of a hyperbole right there, or else I would have put it on my ten best list last last year. But it's really, but um really it's. But it's, it's it, I would say it's completely worth check, um, checking out, except for the fact that you know there's lots of continuity involved, and especially when I talk when it involves stuff like the Age of Apocalypse, see, and um, and a lot of knowledge, um, prior knowledge of the characters' relationships, and what and how they work together. Then, uh, um, see, then the um, remember followed that up with um, Otherworld, where where Phantom X was called into account for his. For his actions of the very first arc by the um, Captain Britain Corps, and on that, see that that actually had some like decent stuff about the uh, see about 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 killing killing and its and its necessity, and that's especially when um, when the real villain was turned was revealed to be um, Captain Britain's um, reformed. Well, let's just say that it turned to be a like a, a bad guy who used to. A good guy who used to be a bad guy, but eventually became a bad guy again, and um, eventually um, let it. Eventually had um, Psylocke um, in the in position of pulling the trigger, you know, in order to sa- save all of reality. See, it was it was a good it was a good storyline based contrary to what I'd heard because most of the issues I'd heard were the uh, that um, Greg Tokini's um, computer computer generated art or this computer assisted art um, was kind of. Um, it was kind of like um, create, um, kind of ruined the story. And that's not entirely true. I don't think it ruined the story. It was still pretty intelligible, but um, it, it didn't hold a candle to um, to work established by um, previous artists such as um, um, Jerome Pena, um, Asad, and Asad Rabik, and um, and also Mark Brooks in the um, in the previous storylines. Pena's um, work, it's like in particular, as I mentioned um, like earlier when in my review of. Um, of Hickman's um, Avengers is beautifully detailed stuff that uh, see that it's that the man has a fearsome imagination. He's able to like draw weird alien landscapes, give immense amount of detail to apocalypses, um, hideouts, and, but also make the characters look um, emote, so like emote believably as well. And the guys are real talent, and I can see why Marvel um, put him put him as the lead artist on Hickman's um, Avengers run, and it's now put, um, having him. Um, trade-off with um, Dustin Weaver on the issues of Hickman's um, um, Infinity crossover. Hmm. <sighs> anyway, the, um, Rick, Hick, Remender followed that up with um, the two-volume Final Execution Saga. This is... Now, this basically had the um, return... had, um, had the team um, like falling up See, I'm um, falling apart with um, Psylocke quitting, um, Phantom X quitting because Psylocke was quitting, quitting as well, and then um, leaving on um, Wolverine, the Age of Apocalypse, Nightcrawler, and Deadpool to um, pick pick up the uh, to, to pick up the slack. 
Now the thing with them, thing with this though is that this this volume basically um, brought home the, um, the series focus on killing it as an as killing as a necessity versus um trying to versus trying to find a different way because Wolverine basically sums up the whole series whole approach is that you know these are like 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 he Psylocke, Psylocke Deadpool Phantom X and and Nightcrawler are basically um you know killers. It's like who, and he's just, they're just trying to turn this, he's, he figured this would be a great way to try and turn this kind of, this kind of, um, their kind of, their attitudes in, into a more positive direction. Problem with that is, is that he basically said that, you know, this is basically kind of like, um, an, an AA meeting with a mandatory, um, binge drinking session, um, right, right afterwards. It's, it's like, it's a series, it's, it's an approach that doesn't, see, that doesn't quite, that doesn't quite work. And it only leads you to more, only it's more killing, more heartache as as things go on. The key to this, though, is the um, is the re- is the not quite resurrected apocalypse. Um, Evan, who's been a supporting character in um, Jason Aaron's um, Wolverine and the X Men series, um, he like he figures in key to this to the final execution arc. It's basically he like he's been kidnapped by. By the brotherhood, new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, led by led by Wolverine's um, thought to be dead son Dakin, and also um, and his cohorts Sabretooth, Mystique, the Shadow King, and the Skinless Man, another villain from the like from from the Otherworld arc in, in X Force, and the group and the Omega Clan, which are a group of assassins who were who were bred to believe that X Force was responsible for the death of their parents. Now, their now their goal for this. In kidnapping um, Evan is basically make him basically um, get him to realize his role as a as the um, heir to apocalypse, and then um, then that um, get then then use his powers to take to take over the world. It's a nice it's a nice um, clever supervillain supervillain esque plot, and that forms the core of the last see of the last volume. See, basically the core basically I, their plan is to basically just get Evan to Evan to turn. And um, eventually kill some kill someone, and then once he's finally gone that far, they'll be able to use the Shadow King in order to um, take over his take over his mind. But then you've also got the rest of the team. It's like who basically basically have who basically trying to so you're basically trying to get get to Evan and make make sure that happens. It's nice it's a nice race against time, but also they're also debating about the, the whole morality of like you know what 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 are we gonna have to do in order to stop stop this. In the end, though, it's like it actually turns out. It actually turns out to be really to be to be fairly compelling and it's like and thoughtful as see as as Wolverine is forced forced to do the un, the unthinkable in order to save save both his school, it's like and say and his friends. Um, Psylocke um, eventually has to um like fa- has to have to come face to face what with all all the killing she's done over the course of the course of the series. And um, Deadpool, well, see, Deadpool actually gets his gets a chance to be a big damn hero, and um, ha- and shows you that you know he, maybe he's that yeah he's he he was actually um put into the series to be the comic relief, but he actually has his own see his he actually he managed to have his own nice little character arc there as well. Um, Nightcrawler from the Age of Apocalypse, though, he basically underscores the um the futility of revenge here, as him he managed to achieve. Achieve his goals of of um, taking out the one person who um, who ruined his life, but then but then at the same time um, he winds up losing everything 
everything else in the in the process. See, it's a good it's a good wrap up. It's not it's not on the level of the um of the Dark Angel Saga, which is the books which is the book's high point, but it's still but see, but it still take does a good job of taking the series series themes to its natural conclusion. And I'm wrapping things up with the sense that you know that there is that even for all these characters who have um take who to have done like unspeakably bad things over the course course of the series run. It's like there's still hope for them. It's like even it's like even at the very end, and that's that, that's what that's what makes it work. But it's may seem may seem trite and cliched, but there's enough but there's enough detail enough grit to make it to make this belie- to make this believable, as well as the um as well as the ultimate conclusion for moving to disband the team at the very at the very end. Plus, we also get um, two additional stories from Remender and Opeña that show I'm um, detailing their first work with um, with Wolverine and Deadpool, respectively. Um, Wolverine's is an is a decent is a decent one-off about him um, you know, trying to find out the right person to kill. Um, Deadpool, though, is beautifully ridiculous in its in its oh god in its um, depiction of him of him coming face to face with the, with a crazy cold based on um based on over on overeating it's it's ridiculous and it's probably got one of the best fart jokes i've i've ever seen put on paper it's 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 beautiful but you know like because because marvel is what it is um Mar- they're not wrapping things up with um remender's run Uncanny X Force has been relaunched as part of the, part of the Marvel Now initiative, under the auspices of um, of writer um, Sam Humphreys, who has um, got got a lot of good notices with his um, one shot um, Our Love Is for Real, and also and and he also kind of got some good good notices from other people on his work with um, with the Ultimates. I thought it was all right, but um, but you know I I can't say that's anything that makes this guy. Um, as one person who I really want to follow, like like above above all else, it's not he doesn't do bad work, but it's not. But um, compared to um, what Remender has established on the series, we like something we needed something more here because his first volume of Uncanny X Force, um, Let It Bleed, is by no means a bad book. Let me just say that right there. But it but it's but it suffers from a, from a real lack of identity and what it really. And what it really needs in order to separate itself from other from other X titles. <sighs> All right, because um, this what uncanny uncanny X forces um this latest version what it really has to tie itself to the previous version is Psylocke. I mean, essentially after after the end of Remender's run, she disappeared with Phantom X into. In, for, into Paris for a year or so, and came back, and she was just you know bitchy as all hell, and proving a really bad fit for Wolverine's um, Jean, Jean Grey school. So he sends her out to L.A. Um, to take take out this investigate this drug dealing operation. You know, hooks her up with um, Storm and um, and Puck to um, like to find out what's going on. They they find out they that. Um, Spiral, the um, the six-armed um, tele- teleporting mutant from the Mojoverse, is basically running a um, drug dealing operation with the aid of this one girl, and it turns out that she. And um, while it turns out that well, they're not actually just doing anything bad, Psylocke has some really bad history with with Spiral, as we find out, like in 
like in in the course of the run, and it leads her to just kind of like um like just blowing the blowing things about wide open partway through. But that's not the real threat. The real threat is Bishop, um, who we last saw in um at, at the final see in the last last volume of um of Dwayne Sierzynski's um cable series, abandoned in the far future after trying to kill Hope, trying to prevent um, whatever he- whatever the hell she was going to do to um to mutants turn humanity against mutants in the, in the future. Bishop shows up and he's crazier than ever. He's got he's been possessed by some sort of um, demon bear revenant. And he's also carrying some 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 even more scary um like owl owl persona who is apparently trying to um get get the girl that Spiral is care is is I'm um, caring for. And that's see and um at, I will say this at least that's that's a decent storyline to follow. Like follow I me, mean, it gives you a story. It gives you a um a direction, and it's like to um to take this series. But um, but the problem, but the problem is that um you know what is this version of Uncanny X Force about? I mean, like I said the f- previous two volumes were established as the X Men's Black Ops Squad, the the X Men the, the team who does what what the other what the other teams can't or won't do. This version just. Kind of seems like an like it's just like a regular uh, X title. I mean, it, it only it's just like it's a bunch of distaff um, members who um who you wouldn't normally see normally see elsewhere. I mean, it's it's a it's it's it re- really can make make you wonder that you know hey it's like that Humphrey's just you know wanted to write write all these characters and hey you know more power to him that he that he did. I like it's like and he's got some nice it's like nice moments with um. Psylocke facing off against um, Spiral and Wolverine later on, and also on um, Phantom X, um, and he also picks up on the um, the craziness with um, Phantom X and his um, and his other clones at the end of um, Remender's run. That um, that apparently like something happened to them in Paris, but we don't know we don't know quite know what it is yet. I mean, yeah, there's some threads that I'm interested in following, but at the same time, I'm kind of wondering, you know, what is this book's persona? What 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 is it? What separates it from every from every other X book out there? I mean, yeah, this one has um has blanked out profanity, but that's that's not really a whole lot. I mean, it's got some good art from from Ron Garney, um, Dexter Soy, and the welcome return of um, um Adrian Alfona, um, who used to work on um Brian Vaughn's Runaways, and he does some great um, mindscape sequences in this in this series. But I said it's. It's a it's it's suffering from ident from an identity crisis right now. It doesn't have enough to distinguish what it is beyond being just a decent X book. So if you like if you're like me and you hey you know you like decent X books then this is worth checking out. But overall it's like um, Remender's X Force is um is is the place to be. Um, it's available in seven volumes, all available in softcover and, and hardcover if they're still in print. And also, Marvel is um, reprinting the entire run in an omnibus. It'll be out, I believe, in um, either March or April of next year. That that if you if you haven't read the series yet, and um, see, and like that, and the hard and the omnibus is um, cheaper than buying um, everything in softcover. Then yeah, I highly recommend this. It's like yeah, it's like there's going to be a lot of like probably a lot of continuity that you need to catch up on. But over, it's. It's been one of the best best X runs. It's like I've I've seen in recent memory. Highly recommended. Okay. John. So, um, any thoughts on this? Uh, not tonight, sir. 
All right. I'll just leave it at that then and say that, you know, I, I would, this is where I'd say about what we're having, talk about next time and <laughs> Dan to find now. I'm sure I'll figure out something, but not, but not now at any rate. You always do find something, don't you? I kind of have to. <laughs> He's like, it is a, it's, it's a scheduled podcast. We do this every other week. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, sure right. I, I'm sure I can find something. Oh, there's so much out there. Yes, absolutely. All right, and until next time, we'll catch you later on Comics Picks by the Glick. All right, bye. Bye.